Welcome to the fourth episode of Your Time on the Run, the Hunter podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Anthony Williams, and joining me, as always, is the woman who would definitely trade a hundred grand for a dog, just not her family. It's Michelle Pierce Denovan. I can't believe you've taken Michael's shtick. <laughs> <laughs> Continuity. Our audience expects certain things, Michelle. So <laughs> oh, gosh. I've only just finished watching the episode, so this has really come down to the wire today. Uh, I, I did manage to watch it last night, so I've probably forgotten all about it, so that might be useful. Oh, jeez, that, that quick, hey? Have you had a big day, have you? I know. Uh, I've had a big week, actually. It's been a weird week. I've done two gigs this week that have both been a bit odd. So we did a gig on Wednesday, which was a venue that was closing down at the end of the night, so they decided to put music and comedy in, which never works. Uh, so we just were basically trying to shout over people that were there to watch the band and then Thursday I run a gig that I run every month and it's always beautiful and we had four people come in who were just insistent on ruining the show by talking all the way through it so I ended up kicking them out so it's been a bit of a weird one very annoying yeah it was a little bit but hey ho never mind so shall we get into it Okay, so previously, Fugitives have been on the run for seven days, possibly 12, who knows, and Tony was heading to Scotland, aided by the Badger, but unfortunately was tracked down and was caught hiding behind the sofa like a child watching Doctor Who. Meanwhile, Rob and Ben used Xbox chat to make the hunters take the L, and were last seen on their bikes while Brummy Fugitives, Dan and Frankie, tried to use their friends for a supply mission, but Andy forgot about the drop, the hunters closed in, and with Dan legging it into the Cheadle Wood without even his coat, leaving Frankie behind in the house. And we start the episode with, allegedly, 12 days to go and 8 at large. Um, Frankie goes for a little wander around, probably 10 minutes too late, and we see Mark and Carl prowling the streets in the black Volvo, driving past her. Dan asks for a lift, but gets rejected, and Sherlock is getting annoyed that they've got away. We cut to Dan, who's not even on square one, he's on minor <laughs> square, because he's acted without thinking, and he's got nothing. So, Poor guy, sitting in a, sitting in a bush yeah. with, with nothing. Um, Absolutely nothing, not even his coat. Well, he's got a little vest thing on, hasn't he? Cause I thought he's... Yeah, he's got a vest because he's got his GoPro yeah. on it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy, but, you know, at least he got away. And He's he's really fast. Yeah, he is. And I'm thinking he's like one of those Olympic runners, you know, because the usually the fastest men in the world aren't white. So um, I think he's got um, genetics on his side. He's, he's certainly got some pace. And I think we've said before, if you're, if you're on foot, you've got no chance of getting away from the hunters. But he did mm. it. So proving his Is wrong. this one of the few people who have when, when they've actually been quite close? Yeah, I, I can't recall it happening very often, if at all. Normally they run around for a little bit, hide behind a tree, and then the hunters just walk right mm. up to them. But he kept going, so mm. good on yeah. him, good on him. So then we cut back to Frankie, who's now going door-to-door trying to find strangers to let her in, and uh, and he's panicking because she's got nothing with her and lost her partner. She's got no plan. She's basically clueless at this stage. Yeah, it surprises me that she actually stays around. I know she asked someone to drive her 10 minutes or, or, or whatever away, but did she? I don't think she actually got driven anywhere, did she? 
No, she just ended up staying. Looked like she was still on the same estate that she was mm. when Dan left her, which which has got to be the worst possible move, hasn't it? She knows the hunters are, are within a mile at the most, so they're bound to come back for her, sure. Exactly. So I don't understand why she didn't try and get out a bit, you know, actually ask more people to get out of there, but she uh, chose to not do that and, you know, didn't lead to uh, a great finish. No, no, I think you're right. She should have got as far away as possible, as quick as possible. Mm. When she found when she found a stranger that's quite happy to help, I wouldn't be sitting there in her house. Just get mm. away. Just go as, in any random direction as far as you possibly can and, and start again. But I suppose if you're panicking, it's not easy to do that, is it? No. And to find someone who will suddenly take you somewhere and then get someone else who will take you further. I, I would have personally tried to have travelled for at least six hours. <laughs> totally out of dodge. Yeah, just, just hitchhike for the rest of the day and find somewhere to sleep and then worry about it the following day, I think. But... But that's not what she did. She ended up staying uh, really close by, and uh, I think we can tell what's going to happen. But in the meantime, we cut away from her to our favourite characters. Surely these these must be our favourites. Dan and Haley who are now in a tent in the middle of the lake oh, district. She's crying. I'm assuming that the dog is like a child to her, but um, but she she's only been away how many days? Well, according to the top of the show, 12 days, I think it was longer. So she has to call home or do something to do with home. So obviously she has to do this. They don't have a child, so this is something that they have to do. But she seems <laughs> generally very attached to this dog. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not a pet person, so I, I don't get it. But I understand some people are very, very close to their pets, so... Yeah, I get it. If 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 it's like a child, then yeah, I understand that. But um, it seems a big risk to me. Mm. And Dr. Donna says they will go home or go to the places that they know. Um, that she thinks they'll do that, but I mean, they all have to do that. So. Yeah, that's true. They do have to do that, but they have already been home. I guess they've been to the gym and got some money. And... They did. All of their contacts are near Wigan, aren't they? So it's it's not going to be a big surprise that if they're going to reach out, they're going to go back home. But, yeah, it, it's, this seems a big risk to want to go and see your dog and risk losing £100,000. Mm. And if I've already done something, why why do something else? I just, I, I don't understand. I really don't understand. Like, no one would see me again. I would be gone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and what what better way to spend your time than in a tent in the Lake District eating nice jam butties and flapjacks? It's, it's, you know, they've got they've got it nailed. Oh my gosh! You know what? I grew up having chip butties, so <laughs> I understand what a chip butty is. But then I was seeing that there was no butter, and I thought you need you really need butter on those things. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, she wasn't that impressed with the jam, was she? No, I'm for um, physical trainers. A diet of flapjacks, hula hoops, monster munch, and bread and jam. Yeah, you, you, you that's it's going to make an interesting DVD. That is Dan. <laughs> and when I came to um, England in December, I actually tried hula hoops, so I know what she's eating exactly. <laughs> um, they're not the greatest flavour chip. No, it's and it's not a traditional kind of diet to sustain you while you're living life on the run. Well, but, no. 
but they, they seem to be doing okay. Uh, I love the fact that they FaceTime their dog when they're away. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's it's just insane. It's insane. But then they went somewhere. They went to a friend's house, didn't they? Yeah, so they end up going to Martin's house, uh, and we finally get to see where we, we get the full frontal of, of Dan at the window. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, the, the hunters are looking at the CCTV. They're convinced that they're going to be close to home. And uh, at this stage, when they're, they're staying with Martin Joyce, it, it seems like maybe the hunters are closing in. But Haley decides, let's have a bass. Forget about life on the run and life mm. is good. We get all the happy music and she describes her time as bliss. Yes. I mean, she did look very happy. And and, and and him standing at the window looking like a superhero was very bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping there weren't many people around in the other gardens. I'm assuming not, but, you know, it's, it's one way to... To, get, to attract attention, I suppose, if you want people to dub you in. Yeah, there's a naked man out the window. I wonder if you planned that. Like, if you planned it before he went on the run, thinking, okay, what can I do to to make myself stand out? I know, I'll just stand around naked. <laughs> stand out, pun intended. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they're, they're chilling out with Martin. They're all cool, but it, uh, the hunters are definitely on to the fact that they're going to be close to home. So, of course, as we start to get a bit of tension, then we cut away um, into Frankie, who's still in Cheadle Hume, so she's still really, really close to where Dan was last seen. She calls Parveen, and obviously they're going to be monitoring that. I don't understand. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying about women on the run. Well, most people on the run, but the women are particularly bad. Yeah, it's fairly common, isn't it? It doesn't matter where you're phoning from. If you're phoning someone you know, they're going to find you. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. And and fine, get picked up from wherever you are, a stranger's house, but it doesn't matter if you're ringing a good friend to do that. No, no, you're always going to get caught out with that. So, uh, yeah, so they're on Church Road in Cheadle Hume with Margaret Burton and Mark and Carla on their way. And then we get the glorious, let's set a drone off from someone's driveway. Yes, <laughs> just a few bits down the road. And I had a look at the aerial shot. I actually paused it. I love looking at aerial shots and looking at the different gardens and and I was wondering if one of those houses was the house she's in, but I, I, I mean, I couldn't tell which one it would have been. No, um, no, you couldn't really tell, but I, I, I'm the same. I really like drone shots. They're really cool. And uh, yeah, if they do get to the point where they're chasing Dan down with a drone, I think that'll be the way to find him. Frankie is in the house and we've got the dog barking, which of course means we're leading up to a break and we're going to get a cliffhanger because no, it's not the hunters. It's just barking at a cat. Yes. Very cute cat. I wonder if the cat belongs in the house anyway. What are you doing in my house? Let me back in. Uh, we go to a break and when we come back, Frankie's sitting tight. She's not ready to go home just yet, which is inevitable what's going to happen next, isn't it? Yep. Yep. She's just gone. Too, too hard. She did too many silly things. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, 
these guys are a little bit unlucky, I think. They haven't done anything fundamentally ridiculously stupid. They've just not got enough separation, and she's missed an opportunity to do a runner while they're chasing Dan. But a shame. Uh, I don't think they were amazing characters, do you? I'm not sure we would have gone much with them. No. I didn't feel like there was a lot of story to them. No, I wonder what they were like in the interview process. I wonder if they were more animated and... And they, maybe they thought they would get more fireworks out of them because of their relationship, but it just yeah. didn't, you know. Yeah, that's what I think. They were hoping that they'd get a little bit of tension between um probably make it an interesting journey as they fall out, get back together, fall out again, but not to be because she was caught in Cheadle Hume. Yes, and we put a line through her name and move right on. Yep, big cross. <laughs> and move on. Uh, and then we get to see, for a very brief moment, Ella and Jess, yes. who we've not seen since they were last in the pub. Ella and Jess and Bugs. Yes, yeah. while camping with midges, which they say are a metaphor for the hunters. I like <laughs> that. They're just an annoyance. It's a bloody nightmare. <laughs> and then they're gone. It was, it was such like a figment of your imagination. Yeah, it was like, oh, let's just remind you there are actually some other people still on the run. Mm. Um, so I don't, I don't know what that means. Does that mean we're about to catch them? Does that mean they're going to go a long way? I don't know. Mm. Do and then, then we saw Ben and Rob as well. So maybe they're just touching base and putting them on. And then the, maybe the episode next week will revolve more around them. And I think one of those couples will be caught. Feels like it, doesn't it? It feels like we don't know enough about them for them to go much further. Mm. I, I'm going to guess. We don't know anything about Ben and Rob. Little, little tiny snippets. So. No, we know they're mummies boys. We know they're gamers. We know that you know one of them's sensible, and one of them's a bit of a prankster, and that's about it. There's not a lot really going on with those guys. So, yeah, I think if anything, they would be the ones I'd put money on getting caught next week. Mm. Same, same. Mm-hmm. Cool. So then we go back to our stars of the episode, Haley and Dan, who are heading back to Wigan, and Hunted HQ decide they're going to keep Michelle and Floyd close by. And after a night at Martin's, they're hatching a plan to get to Haley's mum and dad because, of course, they want to see Luna the dog. Luna, it's a very cute name. It is a cute name, lovely, and a cute dog. I must admit, mm. I'm not a dog, I'm not a huge dog fan, but that is a cute dog. And they hatch this really clever plan, I think. Um, they're not going to pre-warn anybody. They just know that that Haley's dad's going to be on a certain route at a certain time. It's part part of his normal routine, so they're going to intercept him, tell him where to meet them with the dog. Everything will look normal. Uh, this I found really impressive. Hmm. Very easy to um, facilitate that. I mean, and you have to have someone who runs their life by clockwork to even do that. I mean, it's it's extremely lucky that her dad is is like clockwork. Yeah. Otherwise, they couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I think this is really clever. Uh, you know, when mistakes happen, it's usually by trying to arrange things, reaching out to people, all of that kind of stuff. This is really clever because unless the hunters are right on top of them, there's no phone call, there's no email, there's nothing. 
they're just going to stop their dad on, in, in his tracks, have a little chat. He's going to go and get the dog, take the dog for a walk. Nothing suspicious. Mm. Um, and it's really good. And, and they even go the extra mile and get the plan and they burn the bitch. <laughs> so funny. Really good. Really good. I, I thought this bit was, um, very impressive. And yeah. this was the point where, I think my certainty of them winning tipped over the edge. I, I'm mm. pretty confident they're going to win now. I think she, because she's turned a corner, she seems more confident in herself and, and competent as well. She's not as um, fragile. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they've got out of the wild camping stage, which is really where she's uncomfortable. They're in civilization, and it was all her. This plan is all on her. She's thought this through, and then we'll get to it later. But, again, later in the episode, she takes control and potentially stops them getting caught. So I think not only do they win, but they also do it together. Mm, I think that too. There's too, There's been too much focused on them. I mean, they're either winning or they're getting caught at the last, you know, the last few minutes, which which would be awful. It would be awful. I feel like we're too invested in them winning for that to happen now. Mm. Winners edit, do you think? Yeah, I, I think so. We've not really seen anything negative. We've seen them come across as fun, happy, getting over problems, Dan being really motivational, Haley not being entirely comfortable with camping but still getting on with it, and now we're seeing her in her comfort zone and her doing really well. I think it would be difficult for them to get caught at this stage. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. Cool. So I think we've got our first winners. Yay. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so they burn the plan and then we cut to Dan, who's at a stranger's house, eating eggs on toast, and he's uh, making a fire pit to pay them back for their hospitality, which all sounds very good. Uh, we then go to headquarters and they believe that they can leverage Frankie, use their on-off relationship as leverage and try and get intelligence out of her. I don't know why they think that. I, just because they argue or bicker, as they said, I, I don't understand why they think they get more. I mean, people, like, they've been together on and off. So they've obviously got a mutual respect and love for each other. And so even if you bicker, most couples bicker. Um, it's it, They've got back together, they've broken up, they've got back together. So it's not the kind of bickering where you're angry, you break up and you never get back together sort of thing. It's, it's, it's not that kind of argument. So I don't understand why they think she'd be someone who would, you know, tell on him. No, for that to work, she'd need to be quite bitter, wouldn't she? And and I guess maybe they're thinking, going down the line of, uh, obviously he doesn't care about you because he ran off and left you behind, and therefore you should dob him in and neither of you get anything. But it doesn't really play out that way, as, as we'll get to in a little while. Um, yeah, I, I, I get their idea, but they clearly don't know them as well as they think they do, because you're right, they they actually get on really well. They're pretty tight-knit. But I think that even if I hadn't seen any of them at all, if I knew they were being cast and they'd been on and off, on and off, I wouldn't see them as being angry and bitter people. So 
No. I think I think that the hunters really really didn't think it through when they said stuff like that. No, no, and, and they, that should have come out in the interview process. Really, they should have understood that actually they're just they're really good friends now, and they're gonna look out for each other. And to be honest, you kind of need to be like that. If they're that fractious, they'd, they'd have been caught on day one. Hmm. Exactly. Do you think that I, I haven't been on social media? Were the um, fans angry that the hunters doctored that um, doctored the, the the recording? I've not been on either because I only watched it last night and I've not been on since. So I try and stay off uh, until I've watched the episode. I'll have a look in yeah. a bit. Uh, I, I thought it was quite be. cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was quite a good idea. I mean, it wasn't the best recording that they managed to cobble together, but it was okay and I liked the idea of it. Hmm. Yeah. But um, she, I mean, she, I mean, she heard it and they said she was looking flustered, but. I didn't see that. I was just, I thought, I saw someone who was, who, who was in two minds whether to believe it or not. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see her as flustered as, as in like an angry sort of flustered. No, I mean, no, I, don't, I don't think it really rattled her. I'm not entirely sure she believed it. And it wasn't that convincing anyway. Even if it was a legit recording, it's not exactly damning evidence. I think it was, it was a good idea that didn't really play out. Um, and then meantime, we get a bit of backstory from Dan. We find out that he lost his mum in 2016, and that's really changed his life, and that Fran came into his life shortly after, and he's never going to forget that she reached out, and he'll always appreciate that, and this is their thing together, and it's just not the same without her. It feels empty without her, which, again, all points to they've got a really good relationship. Mm. And I think because she came into his life at that time, I think he has replaced, she has replaced the mother in his heart, in mm-hmm. a part, in, in a little part of his heart, because obviously she can't replace it totally, but it's sort of been sort of someone that's helped him through that bad period and she sort of filled a hole. And I don't mm-hmm. think, I think they'll always have something together. Yeah, definitely. So we go to the interrogation and we get an interesting rule point here. And uh, I briefly caught up with Michael about this, but I want to get your view on this, right? When we were talking about if one person out of a team makes it to the end, how much do they get? Just remind me what you and I said. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was a long conversation, I think. Hmm. I think we. Uh, I wasn't happy that I I thought if there was a team, so one person from a team won, I thought if there'd be two people from another team, they should just split the winnings. Mm-hmm. So so at the end, if, say if there were um, Dan and Haley won with the other Dan, so I thought it would, should be half and half. Yeah. So a team and a team. But Michael yeah. was saying it would split three ways. Yeah. So. Which would be weird. Because I didn't think it worked out like that. No, I didn't. I'd like to know how it works. It's been many years now and we've, we've never really addressed this. No, but we do know that if Dan was the only person that made it back, he would get the full amount. The hunters were saying, oh, we don't think he'd share the 100,000 with you if you made it. Oh, really? So, so we know that much that. If one person out of a team makes it, they still get the full amount. 
That's right. Yeah, I, I, which I think is right. He doesn't get half of the share because only half of them made it. Oh, good. That's what I wanted. So I, I still don't think we know <laughs> is the answer. But yes, however, if the, he's only the only one who gets there, then he gets the hundred grand. Um, but what if there's another team there? That's what we need to know. The split. We need to ask the hunters on Twitter. It's it's driving me crazy now. Yeah. So we don't know either way. So we could both be right. Um, but what we do know is that uh, she's not willing to dob him in because they ask her how much she'd need to dob in Dan, and she comes up with the glorious answer of, fuck all, I ain't no snitch, <laughs> which is lovely. <laughs> uh, again, just proving they've totally misread this relationship. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we didn't get to see the lovely moment where she would have written on both sides of the paper. <laughs> Um, just, uh, you know, pointing us to the fact that she hasn't put a number amount down. No, she certainly hasn't. She gives them absolutely nothing. They get a no comment out of her, and I suspect that's as far as that's going to go. Yeah, we won't see her again. Unless it's right at the end if he wins, and and uh, we see a happy reunion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then we get a little shot of where everybody is, and weirdly, of the seven remaining fugitives, five of them all appear to be in a small little cluster in the northwest of England, which is interesting, which is Ben and Rob um, outside of that sort of circle, which is strange, but there you go. Uh, and then we cut to Dan and Haley again, and uh, the hunters start to talk about, surely they're not stupid enough to risk £100,000 to go and see the dog. <laughs> oh, but yes, they are. They certainly are. And the hunters know that the dad's got the dog, so they get some surveillance on him. And meanwhile, Haley starts to execute the plan. They're going to intercept him on the road he lives on, which seems a little bit risky to me. I know. Why wouldn't they intercept halfway between work and home? I don't know. I can only assume... It's like really fast roads apart from that bit, so they wouldn't be able to stop him on like a, like right. a dual carriageway yeah. or something. Is there anything that that feels a little bit too risky for me? Um, yeah. So they're going to stop him near his house, and then they're going to meet in the cemetery. So Dan heads off to the cemetery and is stood in the bush. Stood in the bush in a graveyard in the middle of Wigan. And <laughs> And Haley's going to meet up with him um, after she's spoken to her dad. Now, at this stage, I did get a little bit tense. I thought, oh, no, I think they've gone too far. This isn't going to work. And the hunters have got surveillance. They're going to spot them. Mm. It's all going to go horribly wrong. But I thought uh, she'll get caught and he'll get away. Ah, okay. That's what I was And you thought they'll they'll split. Mm. Because there was just... So much. I just kept looking for black Volvo on that street. Like, is it coming down? And what is she doing? And why is she waiting there? And yeah, it was a bit stressful. Yeah, and I think we've got a little bit of monkeying with the timeline here. I think the shots of them looking at John's house must have been after this happened, because they would definitely have seen that something was going on if they got that much surveillance going on. Hmm. I mean, I didn't look at the sky. I didn't see if it was different. I'm always looking for things like that. (laughs) 
No, I didn't either, but it could be a different day even. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a bone to pick. Mm -hmm. So this is an English show, and it's shown to English residents. And it's it's got English people in it, yet he was subtitled. (laughs) What the hell? It was just one sentence. I can understand. (laughs) I know. But I can understand him. And I'm Australian. It was odd, wasn't it? Just one, somebody somewhere in an editing booth has gone, no, that's just too Wigan. It's too Wigan. We need some <laughs> subtitles. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the house is allegedly under surveillance. Uh, Haley goes to meet Dan. Uh, that could be a few minutes behind them, but then we get the lovely happy music as they meet Luna and they feel disconnected from life. <laughs> with a lovely bit of subtitling from Dan. Um, and then John's going to get them 100 quid, which does feel very much like a rule, because that's the third time people have reached out for money, and it's the third time that £100 has been the figure. So I thought in past years they could only have 200 quid. Yeah, there's definitely been some change. I think since they stopped letting them have a, an ATM card, they've obviously put a rule in that says if you need to get cash, it has to be in in a hundred pound denominations i don't know why i don't know what that does but that's the third time people have asked for money so apart from the stranger giving merv a random five pounds that it's been a hundred pounds every single time now i wonder if i wonder how do they have to know that person that gives them a hundred pounds not sure not sure maybe has it been Mm. I think it has been someone they know each time, hasn't it? So I mean, it would be hard to get a hundred pounds off someone you don't know. Well, yeah, that is also true. That's a fair mm. point. Yeah, that would be good. You'd be a seriously good fugitive if you get a hundred pound out of random strangers. That would be good. So maybe think about a career change. <laughs> well, if you see someone and and they're asking you for a hundred pounds, you know who they are. They've got a camera. I'm sure you can find them later on through Twitter. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Um, and we find out that Haley's dad's been on the lookout for black Volvos, but he's not spotted anything. And Haley starts to get a little bit nervous about the risk of getting the money. Do we really need it? Should we leave it? Are we, are we taking too many risks? And then she says, we've got another week, which can't be right if we're on day 12. Sounds like more around day 17, day 18 to me. Hmm. Did she say at the beginning we've got 12, we're in, we've been gone 12 days or we had 12 days to go? I'm very confused what it was. So the announcer at the beginning of the episode did the 12 days ago, 10 fugitives went on the run. So, yeah, so, which I assume means somebody in this week's timeline was on day 12, but I don't think it's Dan and Hayley. I think they're much further in than this stage. And also by the whole, the whole demeanour. It, f- it feels like they're on the home straight. I think there's a main, I think her dad said something like, you're nearly there. You, you nearly made it. It def, this feels like they're, they're getting ready to, to head to the winning line rather than they're not even halfway through. And I love how when they got to dad, he uh, doesn't say anything. No, he's brilliant. He's great. This is what you want from friends and family is just like, I'm not giving you anything. He's like, I don't have to tell you anything, Floyd. It was brilliant. I know, they're they're not getting anything from anybody very much, are they? Like, I think they got one thing once, 
And, you know, because every year I say, why are people talking? And this year, actually, people are doing the right thing. Yep, definitely. Yeah, well, don't, don't help the hunters out. They've got enough on their side. It's fine. It's all fair. Um, mm. So, yeah, so that, so I think that's great. He's brilliant. Um, and then it starts to starts to get a little bit um, tense with Dan. As well. I was nearly buckling in that bush, but... What we're definitely getting out of this episode is while Dan's starting to wobble a little bit, Haley's getting stronger. So feels like that partnership's really working well. Mm, mm, I think so too. And in the midst of that, we get Haley's dad trying to blag the fact that the dog's with a mate, but he's not going to tell you the name. And whilst he's not giving anything away, it's clear that he's lying. I know. It's great. Love it. I love it. Oh, I'd like to see the hunters' faces when they, when actually people are lying to them. I just, <laughs> I just want to see what they do. Well, we saw the Danny face, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> that was a good one. Disappointing mum face. Well, uh, you know what? That lie wasn't very, um, uh, uh, you know, very. You, you couldn't say that that lie was a good one. No, definitely not. So yeah. then we cut to Dan, who's clearly out on a limb. And, and the hunters decide a social media campaign is in order and get the wanted posters out. Da, da, da. Mm. Um, which is interesting. Do you see them when they come out? I didn't this year. I purposely stayed away from Twitter this year while they were on the run because I didn't want any spoilers because in previous seasons stuff's come out that makes it really obvious at, at the very least who gets near the end mm. um, our roving correspondent Mr Harvestone however says that all of the final eight had wanted posters oh. so hey. and we do get yeah and we do get a shot when Dan's in the house looking at Twitter uh, you can see that the post above his poster is actually Frankie as well which is quite interesting. Mm. Don't know about that. Um, but, yeah, wanted posters are out, uh, which is obviously going to lead into tip-offs, which is going to be interesting because they're getting nothing from friends and family. So let's move on to random strangers. Yes. And in the meantime, Dan is in a house that's being renovated by TJ. He's got no bed, he's got no lights, but the hunters shouldn't have a clue that he's there, although the posters are out, and we cut to HQ of the glory of prank calling. Yes, can you and Michael please do that next year? I want you two to do it and record it, please. And it's probably not going to be anyone who's on the show. It's it's just going to be someone who screens them all. But, oh, my gosh, it would be amazing if you could record that call, please. I think I don't think it was this year. I think in previous years we've sent the odd tweet their way because we've seen people in random locations, but obviously they've not never followed it up. Yeah, I I will do that next season. As soon as I see a wanted poster, I'll uh, I'll ring them up, tell them where we've seen them, and do some random stupid thing like in a wig, you know, in a bus station, in <laughs> yeah. I don't know, just some random country town. Yeah, we should do that. We we should pick up all the things that people have done in the past. Yes, so, yeah. please. In a raincoat with a wig. <laughs> and a badger mask. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, or jumping in a canal. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, you and Michael have to have two different ones. And bring that <laughs> next to you, please. 
I've just seen a woman water skiing on a lake wearing a badger mask and a wig in a boiler suit. Oh, can you give me the number? I'll ring from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, that will be good. Brilliant. So, yeah, we get Hunted HQ getting prank calls and uh, Julie saying, this is my life now. Uh, meanwhile, Dan decides to go for a Chinese consisting of egg fried rice, chips and gravy. That's not a thing, Dan. That's that's not a meal, mate. What are you doing? You can't get chips and gravy at Chinese restaurants here. You can get chips and gravy at Chinese restaurants. I'm not aware of getting chips and gravy at a Chinese restaurant, unless it's also a chip shop, which it could be. But egg fried rice, chips and gravy. What are you doing? Very strange. But um, do you have combined Chinese and chip shops? I have seen it yeah yeah okay that's weird it is a bit weird i think if it's a small town and there's only one takeaway they kind of do a bit of both but it's a bit odd yeah gravy in the chinese that's weird i just can't even do that hey you what i do like uh, michael would have missed my hey, hey. um what i do like uh i don't know whether you've ever tried it but there was one chicken shop here sells lots of chicken and salads and stuff that did hot chips, and you could have satay sauce on the hot chips. Ooh. So like a peanutty sauce. Mm. Oh, my God. You haven't lived until you've tried that. It does sound good. It was amazing. I do like chips with curry sauce, so I bet I would like that too. Oh, then then you probably like this mm. too then. Lovely. Well, that's what he should Lovely. have done. Should have had egg fried mm. rice chips and satay sauce. That would have made perfect yeah. sense. <laughs> it would. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so his plan is he's going to have his Chinese. He knows it's a little bit of a risk, but he's fairly under the radar. He's going to sleep in the renovated house. And the following morning, he gets woken up by Mike, who's working on the house, who invites him over for dinner and an opportunity to freshen up, which is very nice. Yes. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to HQ. Um, of all the tips they've had, one seems to have an interesting lead, which, lo and behold just happens to be someone who spotted Dan in the house in Mobley. They've got TJ's name and Dan sees the poster of himself and people are replying on Twitter that they'll quite happily dom him in for the money. So, nice one, Twitter. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> but who? I want to know who dobbed him in. Mm. Is it one of the workers? Mm. It sounded like maybe one of the neighbours, didn't it? But it could well yeah. have been someone working on the house, absolutely. So he's a little bit nervous. Uh, Mark and Carl are heading over to Nutsford. They're close. Lucy and Steve are also on their way. They've got the front and the back covered. There's no way he can possibly get away. And we hear, to the rear, to the rear. And then we're into next time. <laughs> yeah, he jumps over another fence and he's gone. And he's gone again. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping he gets away. I mean, I love the shot of him... Literally, we're looking over um, fences, and you just see his head <laughs> running to the right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great. And he's it? flying. He's flying so far. He's not hanging about. Um, I'm fascinated to know what happens, because if he gets away, I don't think we've ever seen anybody get that close to getting caught and just leg it. So, into the next time, uh, we see Dan running, we see Ella and Jess's poster being stuck up in some town somewhere, and we see the hunters closing in on a caravan, and a shot of Dan and Haley in a caravan. 
So, do you think it's their caravan? Honestly, no. I think I I think it's either a completely different caravan, and it could be actually even they're chasing Dan, and they think Dan's in a caravan, and they've stuck the two shots together, or they're massively missing them by possibly several days. I don't think they're going to get close to Dan and Haley next week. Mm. Same. They're they're leaving too much of the good life. Absolutely, yeah. All all the edit is saying they're doing well. They're fine. There's no no worries for them, and I'm convinced they're winning. Mm, and I'm thinking either Ella and Jess, or more likely Ben and uh, Robert are mm-hmm. being picked up next week. Yeah, I think that seems highly likely, and I'm I'm not averse to the idea now that Brummy Dan might make it to the end. Mm. Oh, it'd be so nice for him too. It'd be brilliant if he does. If he does, that would be probably one of the most impressive runs, you know, to have been that close twice mm. on your own, no kit, nothing, really, really out on a limb. If he makes it to the end, that that would be pretty spectacular. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I I've warmed to him now. Now that I've got more, they've put more into him this episode, so. Mm. I really feel like I want him to win now. Yeah. Um, and just checking timelines, when he saw the Twitter wanted poster of himself, it looks like by by some of the replies, because what 100 HQ always do is they, they take down all these posts, but they can't take down the replies. Uh, it looks like that was on June the 8th, which we think is day 15. So he's still got 10 days to go. Mm. So they take down the, the the initial tweet, yeah. But the replies stay. So it's not like Facebook; you can take down the initial post and everything underneath goes away. No, um, no, it works slightly differently on Twitter. You can find people referring back to oh. to things. So yeah, I didn't do that legwork. Michael did. Oh. I just looked through the Hunted HQ timeline and realised they'd taken everything out between March and July. So oh was my nothing. gosh. Um, but yeah, apparently there were still some replies kicking around that, that mentioned kind of, you know, oh, I'll tell you where they are if you give me some money. And that pointed at it being day 15. So yeah, so I think Dan and Haley are around about day 18. Brummy Dan's on day 15. I've no idea about Ella and Jess and Ben and Rob because we're not getting enough information on them, mm-hmm. which does lead me to the expectation that one of those teams, if not both of those teams, probably going to get caught next week. Leaving just the three of them left for the last week. Yeah, I think so. That would be my expectation. It may be that one of them gets caught early in the final episode, one of those teams. Yes, but yeah. I, I, yeah. I'd say that. I think both of those teams get scooped up before we get into the bulk of the final. Mm. Mm. And Michael knows where the extraction point is, doesn't he? I think he does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm completely spoiler free this year, which is great. It's great when that happens. Yeah. So, what do we think is going to happen next week then? What are you going to put your money on? Well, I'm uh, Ben and Robert first. Go on first. Yeah. I think Ellen and Jessica will be beginning of the final lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. think the same? 
Yeah, feels like it. Feels like we're not invested enough in Ben and Rob for them to go much further now. I think an early exit next episode. Um, and then I think we'll see a little bit of footage of them trying to catch Ella and Jess towards the end of the episode with a bit of Dan and Haley and Brummy Dan footage in the middle just to let us know that they're still doing all right. You know, we have said stuff like this before and we have been completely wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've eaten our words, but this time, mm, I feel like we're on the money. Yeah, I do. I mean, I always do, but there's nothing that delights me more is when we get completely wrong footed because <laughs> it makes it so exciting when you go, no, I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> so I'll be, I'll be very happy if we're completely wrong, but uh, at this stage, Dan and Haley definitely win. Brummy Dan has a good chance of winning. Ben and Rob to go next week. Um, probably towards the end of the episode. No, maybe, I don't know. Um, and Ella and Jess in the final, but quite early in the final. So we can have lots of footage of the potential winners. Hmm. Sounds good. So we do have a little bit of bonus content. Uh, regular listeners will know that one of our favourites from an earlier season was the incredible Io, who made it back with Nick. And uh, he has some thoughts in a segment that I like to call, Are You Serious? <laughs> right, this is Io Adesina from Series 2 Hunted Champion. Joint champion with Nick. Shout out to Nick Cummins. So I was just going to give my quick opinion for this podcast um, on what's been happening recently in Hunted. Now, um, I'm not really going to go right back to the beginning. I'll just talk about the last couple of episodes that I've seen. And um, essentially, I want to give my opinion on Danny and Frankie. And you know what? I love them too. I love them. Absolutely love them. Um, I hope Dan can, you know, go all the way to the end. But, right, so, remember when they were in the house and Hunters found out where the house was? Dan looked outside, saw there was Hunters, and he was out of there. There was a lot of criticism about Dan saying that, you know, he just left her there. And um, what would have happened would the cameraman may have known that the hunters would potentially be around and would have made sure he had that camera on. Um, And essentially, when Dan saw the hunters, he was gone. He was gone. Over the fence, over the fence, over the fence, and out of there. Didn't go back. He did exactly the right thing. Now, for his partner, Frankie, I feel really sorry for her because she did everything right, okay? She essentially, um, well, when I mean she did everything right, she had, well, it looked like she had a lot of time to get out of there while Dan had basically, you know, bolted over the fence. But in the end, she ended up in the stranger's house, did everything right. They did not know she was there. They may have known she was in the area, she was in a... I'd, I'd call it a green zone. She was in a place where essentially someone had taken her in. She didn't need to call her friend. That person then took her somewhere else. That would have all worked out fine if she didn't call her friend. Unlucky, Frankie. And I like the way she basically said she's not going to snitch on Dan 
big up Frankie you can you know hold your head up high for that one um yeah I don't know what's going to happen in the next episode it looks like Dan's getting a lot of airtime in episode like what is it three and four so we're not sure what's going to happen next week I hope that Dan can get away and I think if he can get away on this one then he has a good chance of winning <laughs> so hopefully we'll have some more thoughts from IO next week and uh, yeah we'll see see what happens in the next instalment of IO Serious I love that that's a good line <laughs> who thought of that <laughs> I thought of that oh very clever <laughs> thoughts on this episode no no pretty good we didn't see much of Sherlock this one no no it was very quiet wasn't he we didn't see a lot of HQ really it was just a little bit a few mm. little bits um hmm. mm. Otherwise, Otherwise, that's it. That is it. So, uh, thank you for listening to our Hunted Recap. We'll be back next week for another episode. Don't forget you can contact us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube or Instagram where we are at RTV Warriors. Or you can email us on contact at rtvwarriors.com. Michelle is on Twitter at bear3333333333. <laughs> and I'm at Bullsboy. See you next week. But with that, for now, your time on the run is over. Bye. Bye.